Welcome in one. Welcome in all. Good to have you. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Boy, it's blustery outside. A lot of people uh, chiming in in many different ways. Uh, I see the uh, the live stream itself going up. I had a few people that said they lost uh, they lost the internet, so now they're on their phones watching the program. Lost the internet. They're working in the offices today. Blustery outside. So keep the uh, keep the uh, the hatches battened down. And uh, there's gale winds or gale warnings over on Lake Michigan, as a matter of fact, for for large ships. So gale warnings out there. Be careful. Uh, 877-867-1670. We now bring in our, our buddy Mark Schofield, SB Nation. You can find him at Mark Schofield. Joining us now on the hotline. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. I mean, obviously, we wish the Packers were able to pull out that exciting game and uh, somewhat of a horrific uh, defensive performance. But nevertheless, it's Packers-Bears week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says he's going to play. We're still waiting to find out officially if uh, Justin Fields is going to be out there on the field. But uh, for the most part, everybody seems to be taking betting-wise the uh, the Green Bay Packers to win this one. You tell me what you saw in that game between the Packers and the Eagles the other night that gives you any kind of optimism. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think there might be some optimism to be found, perhaps, you know, with respect to the passing game and what they were able to do at times in the passing game. You know, there's some optimism perhaps to be found there. You know, you look at the stint that you saw in that game that might give you an eye towards the future, particularly with Jordan Love going six for nine for, you know, 113 yards in the touchdown. I think that shows you at least in a small sample size that there might be something that the Packers have there to work with. You know, flipping it around a little bit, the inability to stop the run, that Eagles run game, you mm-hmm. know, even, you know, feature Jalen Hurts as well, what he can do with his legs. You know, that's something that at some point you're going to have to sort of sort out. And I know there are a lot of questions about this Packers defense and what they've done or perhaps more accurately failed to do this year. And so I feel like that's going to be, I know that's going to be a huge focus of discussion around Green Bay over the coming days, weeks, and even months. And so, you know, I think that's something that has to certainly get sorted out. I, I know that the big question right now is what to do with Aaron Rodgers over the next couple of weeks. You know, I know he said that he wants to go. He says he's going to play this week, and I certainly understand why he'd want to go up against this Chicago Bears defense. I mean, they just made Mike White look like an all an all pro Hall of Famer last week. So I'm sure mm-hmm. Rodgers wants to get some snaps and throws in against that group. But then maybe after the bye, it might be sort of time to say, okay. We're not going to make the playoffs, even if you win this week five and eight. Probably not going to get in. Maybe it's time to sort of give Jordan Love some starts because, as we know, decisions have to be made over the next couple of months about what this team's going to do roster-wise. The thought is that uh, everybody needs to see Jordan Love. At this point in time, if you're the coaching staff and the general manager, you've had him in your system three, four years now, you kind of know what you got, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we use that phrase all the time, right, Bill? Like, when we're talking about a younger quarterback, a quarterback on his first year, his first contract, quarterback as a rookie that hasn't seen the field. You're seeing it in Atlanta right now. Oh, you have to see what you have at Desmond Ritter. I think at this point, we sort of ignore that they're seeing Jordan Love every day in practice. You know, they're seeing what he's doing week in and week out. They have an idea of what he can do. I think the understanding and the idea of giving him some starts, though, is to give him the opportunity to approach it not just in practice, to approach it not just in mop-up duty like we saw, you know, this weekend, to give him the sort of week. Like, you're the starter. You know, Monday morning we're installing the game plan with you in mind. This is what we're going to do. Give him a couple of weeks as an NFL starting quarterback handling the job from Monday to Sunday. 
I think there is something to be gained from giving him that opportunity and evaluating him through that lens. So I think at some point you have to sort of give him that opportunity to see what you have in Jordan Love as a starting quarterback, not just a quarterback in the NFL that's getting some snaps here and there. And so I think it is important to give him that chance, see what he does, and then evaluate him through that lens. The uh, the playoff standings, it's very unlikely the Packers are going to find themselves in the playoffs, even if they would run the table at this point. They just got so much climbing to do. But I do want to talk about the Eagles get a win and – the like you said the, the Packers I, they couldn't tackle anybody but the Eagles gave up thirty points is there an Achilles heel to this Philadelphia Eagles team that leads the NFC right now? Yeah, I mean I think if you look at Philadelphia's defense, you know over the past couple of weeks, certainly after Jordan Davis went down, they've struggled at times to stop the run. It's why they brought in Linval Joseph. It's why they brought in Dominic and Sue. Now they've got, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson with a lacerated kidney. So they've had some injuries in the secondary that are starting to pile up and is going to cause them some problems going forward. You know, from the Eagles' perspective, part of it is also schematic. Jonathan Gannon at times, and the Eagles fans get, you know, get lit their hair on fire at times when he's a little bit more conservative, playing off coverage, not bringing pressure as much as they'd like to see. And so these are some things that, you know, similar to what we just talked about with the Green Bay Packers, that the Eagles are going to have to figure out down the stretch. Because, you know, at one time, and we talked about this, Bill, a couple weeks ago, it looked like, yeah, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, no question. Now, that seems that seems to have softened a little bit. You see the inconsistencies on defense, the injuries up front and in the secondary. There's some questions about, okay, look, the run game was obviously great against the Packers, but what about the passing game? You know, A.J. Brown has been, you know, banged up a little bit, nicked up a little bit. He had an illness as well where he lost, I think, like seven pounds or something like that, had a ruptured eye vessel um, from vomiting. You know, so Mm -hmm. he's been sort of missing in the passing game for them. And so, you know, the Eagles do have some questions that they need to answer, particularly when you look around and you see, oh, maybe Dallas is making a little bit of a run. Maybe San Francisco has put some things together. You know, when at one time it looked like, yeah, you know, the Eagles are the team to beat. They're the career class of the NFC. That's changed in the past couple of weeks. So the Eagles have some things to figure out as they look ahead to the playoffs. Um, I want to talk about the Vikings in uh, the sense that the Vikings get just destroyed by the Cowboys. They bounced back last week. But sitting at 9-2, and two, one of their losses, obviously, against Philadelphia, are they for real in the fact that they now have Hawkinson? They've added that additional weapon. That tight end position is viable now. Uh, or is this still, uh, even though their defense has played well, they haven't played great, and it's still somewhat questionable? I mean, I think it's still somewhat questionable. I mean, I remember we had this discussion last week, and I said, look, just when I was starting to get in on Minnesota, because I've been lukewarm on them at best for most of the season, they go out and have that game where they just get blown out. It was a nice bounce back win against New England. I think part of what we saw in that game was, you know, they found some ways to execute in the passing game. Kirk Cousins, I think, did a good job sort of neutralizing New England's four-man pass rush and Matthew Judon. Brian O'Neill, their right tackle, he had a very good game against Matthew Judon as well, you know, sort of limiting the pressures. Cousins did a good job getting the ball out quickly. And so I think that that was good from the offensive side of things. You know, defensively, Patriots fans for three and a half quarters saw a vertical passing game that was actually a little bit explosive. You know, obviously Minnesota had some injuries in the secondary that might have contributed to that, but I think that's going to be an issue for the Vikings going forward. If New England could put up, you know, points the way they did on Thursday night when they're 
a mid to low end of the spectrum kind of passing offense. They're not one of the best passing games in the league. You know, what are they going to do against teams down the stretch that have better passing games? And so it was a good win for Minnesota, but I'm still sort of in the wait and see mode with them because, you know, it's hard to ignore what we saw against a very good Dallas team a couple of weeks ago. Um, I also want to talk about the team that's behind them, not San Francisco. I mean, everybody else, you know, you've got to the Philadelphia Eagles, and Minnesota Vikings, 10 and nine wins. Everybody else is quite a bit less than that. San Francisco with seven, Tampa Bay with five. Dallas at least has eight wins on the season, but they're going to go in as a wild card at this point. The Giants with seven wins. Tell me out of that lot, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Dallas, New York, even Washington to a certain extent, who's got that opportunity to actually win the NFC? You know, I, I look at San Francisco, you know, San Francisco and Dallas, I think are probably the two that I would look at. I look at what San Francisco could do offensively with McCaffrey, with Debo, the different ways they can create conflict with those players as matchup potential nightmares uh, for defenses. I look at you know what they can do on the defensive side of the ball as well. They've been impressive this year. You know, and Jimmy Garoppolo say what you want about him. I know he gets a lot of criticism for some you know, some throws or missed opportunities in big games. Obviously, the Super Bowl comes to mind, the miss late in that game. But with these weapons around him and what Kyle Shanahan has done so far with McCaffrey in the folds, there's opportunities for him to make quick reads, quick throws, get the ball out, be a point guard. And that's where he's at his best. And so I think San Francisco obviously is a team to worry about, you know, if you're a fan of another NFC team. And then Dallas, you know, you look at that defense, you look at their ability to get pressure, you look at their ability to get pressure with four. They're one of the best teams in the entire NFL at pressure and with four. And that's a tried and true recipe for success as a defense. If you can get pressure consistently with four, play with coverage numbers in the secondary, we definitively have, you know, four over three and three over two, regardless of what you're doing coverage wise, that's always a recipe for success. And so those two teams, San Francisco and Dallas, those are the two teams that I trust the most in the NFC right now. And that might even, frankly, include the Eagles because of what we've seen from them in the past couple of weeks. Talking with uh, Mark Schofield, SB Nation, at Mark Schofield over on uh, on Twitter. Now the big news coming out of the AFC is obviously that Deshaun Watson's coming back to the Cleveland Browns. Now they're pretty much dead in the water, we all know, but at least for the first time in a year, year and a half, or a little bit more, more Deshaun Watson's going to make his return. He's got to not only fight all the, the stigma that's out there about him, but then he's got to be able to shake off a year and a half worth of rust. What are the Cleveland Browns? I mean, because they've got a ton of money wrapped up into this guy. So give me your thoughts on Deshaun Watson coming back and how Cleveland kind of does the remainder of the year and what they're looking for. I mean, I think what they're looking for, Bill, is to sort of see Watson get back into game shape and get game speed back. Like you said, it's been a year and a half since he's been on the field. It's been a very long time, and that is a long layover for a quarterback who's now in a new offense. And let's not forget, because of the suspension and the terms of the suspension, he was away from the building. He couldn't come back even to the facility, you know, until a couple of weeks ago. And so he's going to be in a new offense after a year and a half layoff. And we're going to see if the Browns can get him into a position where next year, this is an offense that could perhaps make a run to the playoffs. Because like you said, that you know they're too far behind in the AFC to really make any sort of run. So this is all about sort of getting his legs back under him, getting him familiar with that offense, getting him familiar with the concepts of Kevin Stefanski is going to be calling. Now it's interesting that look, every week, past couple of years, on Wednesday, their starting quarterback speaks to the media. Watson's not going to be made available today. You know, so that sort of you know highlights the fact that there are other 
issues and circumstances to his return than just be on the field. I mean, we know that. We've seen that with the suspension and everything that has happened around Deshaun Watson over the past couple of years and months. But on the field between the lines, next couple of weeks about getting him in that offense, getting him familiar with Kevin Stefanski's system, and making it so that he's ready next year to put the pieces together. Because like you said, Bill, guaranteed millions upon millions of an investment into Sean Watson, they need to make sure that this can work for the long term on the field. Uh, I want to look at the Dolphins because I find them intriguing because of the year that Tua has had, obviously, and everything that he went through adversity-wise early on this season. And then over the five of the next six games, uh, it's against teams with winning records. And they're sitting right now, right behind the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for the top spot in the AFC. Who'd have thunk that the Dolphins would rise this quick by the addition of Tariq Hill and a couple other offensive players for Tua? But talk about uh, talk about their opportunities here. I mean, they have it all to play for. I mean, when you look at what they've done to this point of the season, when you look at some of the wins that they've had and the ability that they've shown to be so explosive in the passing games, really stress defenses at all levels for the field. You know, if you're a Dolphins fan, there's a reason why Dolphins fans are extremely, extremely excited and extremely vocal, you know, online, on social media and elsewhere, because, you know, they heard all summer long that the big question was to, uh, was he going to take the stride that he needed to? Was he going to, you know, make the investment in the trade for Tyreek Hill and all the other additions that they made on the offensive side of the ball around the quarterback position was two are going to be good enough to make those pay off. And we've seen that so far this season. They've been, they have an unblemished record, you know, and I know quarterback wins aren't exactly a stat, but when he's been in the lineup, you know, they've won. But like you said, they've got some games down the stretch here. And you're, you're going to see a lot of important, critical you know, tough games league-wide because of the way the schedule seems to be stacking up. But they've got three straight road games coming up, you know, at San Francisco, at the Chargers, and then at Buffalo over the next three weeks. Like, that's a very big stretch. They get the Packers at home and then a trip to Fox Florida to play New England and then the Jets in the final game of the season. Those are some good teams. Those are some very good defense. New England with a very good defense. The Jets with a very good defense. The Niners, we talked about them, what they can do defensively. And so these are some critical games and critical tests for Miami. Their ability to be explosive, the speed they have, the wide receiver position, the stress they put on defenses, it's caused some defensive breakdowns for other teams. If that holds, they could certainly win this division with the weapons that they have and the way that Tua is running that offense. Real quick before I let you go, you got two what I consider two really big games coming up this weekend. One of them obviously being Thursday night. The Bills trying to put everything back together, taking on the Patriots in New England. And then obviously on Sunday, the Chiefs in a rematch of that AFC Championship game, this time in Cincinnati. Let's start with uh, the Bills and the Patriots real quick. Bills, they need this one big time, don't they? Yeah, I mean, both teams need this one. New England's playoff hopes right now take a critical hit if they lose on Thursday. Buffalo needs to win, you know, in a position to win the AFC East, and they need to shake off a little bit of rust of their own. I mean, they've had some red zone woes. Josh Allen's throwing 11 interceptions, which is tied for most in the league. Both teams really need a win in this game. I think what's what's going to be the, the matchup to sort of watch when Buffalo has the football, how does New England play defensively? Do we see more zone coverage? Looks like we saw on Thursday night against the Vikings. So they go back to the man coverage stuff. They've been a very heavy man coverage, single high coverage team this year. How do they decide to play Josh Allen in that Bills passing game? I think that's the matchup that's going to really determine this game. New England's going to want to run the ball, go play action. We know what they're going to do offensively, but what does it look like when Allen has the football? How does Bill Belichick, how does Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, how do they play defense against him? 
And then, obviously, you got Kansas City in Cincinnati. And, and Cincinnati held Jamar Chase out of the game the other day against Tennessee because they wanted to make sure he was ready to go for this contest. They're really kind of hoping that uh, he comes back and doesn't miss a beat because they're going to need everything to be able to beat Kansas City because their defense is playing good, but by no means great. And we know that uh, you know Patrick Mahomes, obviously, even after losing Tariq Hill, has had a hell of a season with his offense. Yeah, I mean, he's had a fantastic year with that offense. They're getting guys involved. They're, they're doing some stuff out of three tight end packages in the downfield passing game, which has been impressive. But, I mean, I think the point you led with, Bill, you know, keeping Chase out because we've seen Chase have huge games against Kansas City in the past. Over the past couple of weeks, T. Higgins has had two of his best games as a Bengal with what he's done against Pittsburgh and then last week against Tennessee. Some of those back shoulder throws that Burrow loved to make in Chase's direction. He's been targeted. Higgins is on those the past couple of weeks. You know, teams when Chase went down, looks like some defenses, Tennessee in particular, really focused on Tyler Hill in the slot. That's what opened up opportunities for Higgins. And so I think this is a game where you're going to see a ton of points. I think both offenses are going to put up points. But with Chase back, Cincinnati certainly has a chance to win this game. Do they pull that off? That remains to be seen because trying to outscore Patrick Mahomes is sometimes tough. They've done it before. Who knows if they can do it again? Good stuff as always, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out a couple of extra minutes, and we'll uh, talk again next week, okay? Sounds great, Bill. Have a great week. Enjoy the games. You too, bud. Appreciate it. There you go. That's our buddy Mark Schofield, SB Nation. You can find him at Mark Schofield over there on SB Nation. Joining us for a couple of minutes, uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. It is that time of year. You're going to start thinking about maybe a little bit of jewelry, some gift ideas. Go to KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com, and uh, you can see for yourself all that uh, they have to offer, not to mention they've got the podcast, the Buy Like a Guy podcast. You can see that as well. Uh, Andy does a terrific job with that. So a lot of reasons to make a trip to West Bend and a lot of, uh, you know, holiday good gets out there as well. But, man, they have got some beautiful, beautiful jewelry. Go to KaneJewelry.com. K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the bill michaels show we continue on hey our good friends the rock complex down in franklin lux golf now open at the ballpark commons and uh they got 57 bays they have heat so even if you want to get your game on here in the uh, colder months go ahead and do it 250 yard long turf range you can experience the premier entertainment facility in Wisconsin. And don't forget, the Enchanted North Pole is going on right now at Lux Golf as well. So you can take the kids, family, friends, clients. You can rent it out for parties. Uh, right now, it's uh, the, the Sunday dates all the way through September 24th. Also, Thursday, uh, December 22nd. And they've got hot cocoa and brunches and dinners. And uh, Mrs. Claus is there. Photo opportunities. Story time with Santa and the elves. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. You can build a toy if you choose to do so. Uh, if you're an adult, you can, uh, you know, build maybe a golf club and go upstairs and smack it around a little bit at the Lux Golf. But uh, you got the point. Great stuff. The Enchanted North Pole, you can find it at EnchantedNorthPole.com, EnchantedNorthPole.com. 
And uh, otherwise, just go down to Franklin and say, hey, I want to uh, rent a bay, bring some friends along, heat up the cold air, and you're good to go. Good stuff from our friends down there. And great supporters, by the way, of Fisher House, Wisconsin. They were huge in the opening leg of our uh, motorcycle ride this year, benefiting veterans and big supporters of veterans. Obviously, the home of the Milwaukee Milkmen in the summer and the Umbrella Bar. And they're opening up the ski hole. There's so much to do down there. Check out uh, our friends from Rock Ventures down there in Franklin. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, a lot of good uh, good stuff today. Thanks to Mark Schofield of SB Nation for joining us for a couple of minutes as well. Really good stuff there. Uh, this one is from Anthony. Anthony says, uh, hey, unit, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, will he be ridiculed for not playing against the Bears? This is what we were talking about earlier. So if he says, I, first of all, he's playing. So it's kind of a moot point to even get into that discussion. He's playing. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. But that would be one of the thoughts, I guess, for Bears fans anyway, to say, ah, you can play, but you, you know your team's not that good. You don't own us anymore. Hell yeah, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to play. I want to play for selfish reasons. I want to play to keep winning. I want to play because I'm getting paid to play. You know, you're getting paid a lot of money to play. Speaking of a lot of money, if the Packers want to trade Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, first of all, you got to wait until after June 1st. I know Sport Track put it up, but you got to wait until after June 1st. And uh, the $4 million worth of dead cap, uh, apparently, at least according to many, wouldn't stop the Packers from trading him away if they chose to do so because they could divide it up over a couple of years. So it's $20 million this year, $20 million next year. It'd be somewhat of a hit plus some salary, uh, the, you know, the bigger question is, is there a team out there that's going to give up a lot asset-wise for the $60 million remaining on Aaron Rodgers' contract? Some teams probably would. We talked about the Jets a little bit earlier. Maybe the Jets go in that direction. But I, there, there's only going to be so many suitors. It's, it's, you're, and you got to remember... I mean, unless a team absolutely falls on their head and gives up the world for Aaron Rodgers in the NFC, I can't imagine um, them, like, dealing him off to Carolina, dealing him off to New Orleans. Um, you know, they've got quarterbacks. Uh, San Francisco obviously would be uh, an attractive one for Rodgers, but I don't think they would ever do that. I don't think they're going to deal him to Seattle. I don't think that's going to happen. No, nah, they got Geno Smith. They yeah, they got Geno Smith, who's you know who's the the comeback player of the year for what he's been able to accomplish. But Miami, Buffalo, New England all have good young quarterbacks. Maybe the Jets, as we discussed earlier. Baltimore's got Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Pittsburgh. But you know, is Pittsburgh just a quarterback away? You know, will they give up that kind of money? They just saw an aging Ben Roethlisberger break apart before their very eyes. You know, could could maybe a, a team like Tennessee. You know, they've paid Tannehill, and he's been good, but he's not Rodgers, you know. There's probably a couple of teams out there that could do it, but not many. Not many. And then would you say dare, you know, going through that, because you, you, you got already, you know, Jacksonville has their quarterback, but do you go Houston? And then are you talking about doing the disservice to Rodgers by saying, you want to play for a championship? See if you can't put Houston on your back and make that team better at one and nine, you know? So eh, there's not many, there's not many opportunities 
to trade him. That's why I don't think it's going to happen. I, Unless some team falls on their head to do so, I can't imagine I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers being traded away. I just I don't think that's going to happen. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to Ryan. Uh, got Eric from Green Bay. Got a cast of thousands all on hold. I know, Eric, you've been waiting a while, so hang in there. I promise to get to you. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to do over the holidays oh it's milwaukee admirals hockey that's right milwaukee admirals hockey and you've got a really good hockey team here in the state of wisconsin other than the uh, the badgers of course so if you get a chance you want some individual tickets you want to go for a group outing you want to go to a, a game and then catch a concert after the game they have all kinds of promotions coming up and all kinds of announcements still coming go to milwaukeeadmirals.com that is milwaukeeadmirals.com and uh, and take it from me you just it's it's a great time going to do it as a matter of fact um i'm going to be at an, a couple of animals games here over the uh over the holiday season so i'm looking forward to it 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 let's go to eric eric welcome to the program man what's up how's it going bill how you doing man i'm doing well what's on your mind oh i'm just listening to this rogers talk and i've heard this guy a couple of times now uh, one of the previous callers First of all, he says, you know, that he's thrilled to be picking in the top ten. I, I, I fail to see where that's a good thing. Unless unless your GM is packaging your first and your third or your fourth round pick to move up in the first, picking in the pack, pack in the top ten just uh, generically means that you sucked, okay? The other thing <laughs> right. he speaks about is uh, how the level of excitement in the room just, boy, you, you know, Rodgers threw a touchdown, yeah. I love through that touchdown, and but it was like we won the Super Bowl. All the excitement. It's like, dude, were you watching the game? Do you think love makes the pass to Cobb for the touchdown? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the pa- that was a pass. That was right. a laser. I mean, what? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to down love, but love hasn't even reached the level of proficiency of Matt Flynn yet. And we all saw what happened when Matt Flynn left Green Bay. Okay, I mean, he hit Watson on a wide open slant right in the middle of the field, right in front of him and Watson flies. So, you know, it was cool to see. It's very good to see his progression. He looks much better. I think we're in far better hands if Rodgers can't play. And, and it proves that bringing Tom Clements back was smart. And all these people want to, the same guy, you know, the green Bay Rodgers is give me a break, man. Mm -hmm. You think Rodgers is wearing a suit and tie and, sitting at Goody's desk during the daytime? No, no, he's not. And many of his suggestions have worked. Uh, can we say that it was a good thing to bring Cobb back? Can we say it was a good thing to bring Clemens back? Yeah, we sure can. Yeah. You know, so I, I just, I, like one of the other previous callers, I don't understand this this rush to want to, you know, run Rodgers out of here. I, I just think it's absolutely silly. I mean, if you listen to... I mean, he's not holding the team hostage. Somebody was going to get the guy, and somebody was going to pay him that money. 
He's better mm-hmm. that he's here. And then you, you listen to Love's own words. I love this kid, all right? Nothing against the player. I have, And he may very well turn out to be a quality quarterback. I think that 2020 draft was an absolute freaking disaster. And, and uh, you know, with DeGuara, just a guy. Uh, Dylan hasn't really lived up to the Earl Campbell hype. You know, Love's a backup. I mean, I, I would much rather see them take that first and a third or a fourth and move up in the first and get into the top ten that way. But, you know, Love's own words, Love was asked, do you think you can basically, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have a quote in front of me or anything, but he was asked, do you think you can move this off, move the ball with this offense just as good as Rodgers can? Dude didn't even think about it. He didn't hesitate. He said, nope. That was right. it. Nope. Not No explanation, Not no but in the feed. No, just nope. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll take Love's word for it. I do yeah. like the kid. Um, but, you know, to, I think people need to pump the brakes here, man. We have a yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback who has been very banged up and still making throws like he hit Cobb with in the end zone. So, Well, that uh, throw I'd that he had to Aaron, Aaron Jones a couple of weeks ago, too, where he tossed it right into the bucket between two defenders into the corner of the end zone. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that are making that throw either. I agree with you. Right, and I really want to see riders. I mean, and I said this earlier, so sorry, Fan Nation, for uh, getting redundant on y'all, but... Man, he, we saw what Dobbs could do while Watson was injured. Now we've seen what Watson can do while Dobbs is injured. Man, let's see what Doc can do with these guys, having them all in the field at the same time. Let him get some sort of continuity going and some chemistry. I think it could be something real special. But, I mean, injuries have really jacked this, this team up this year as far as mm-hmm. that goes. Anyway, thanks yep. for taking my call, Bill, and uh, have a good right, day, man. Appreciate it. You too. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. A lot of good points. I mean, I, I, I don't want to throw the big you know bucket of ice water on the enthusiasm for Jordan Love and what he did against the Eagles. But I'm also saying that two drives is not a career make. So, you you know, while it was exciting, he did it with authority. He did it with some zip. Made a couple of quality passes. I agree with all of that. Give him credit. Give him credit. He, he showed he showed you something. He showed a little bit more moxie this year, even in the preseason, than what we had seen in the past. Not denying that. But what I'm saying is this whole thing of, you know, well, it's got to be love. He, you know, he, ready to move on. After two series? You know, uh, when you look at the total number of snaps he's gotten in the NFL, one bad game that was played against Kansas City, a bad second half against Detroit, and then two drives against the Eagles, and and yeah, you throw him out. He's ready. I, I don't, I don't, I don't jump that fast. I don't jump that fast. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Um, let's do this. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Yeah, it's actually Brian Bill, but that's... Or Brian, uh, sorry about that. Go ahead. Hey, what what I wanted to bring up, um, Aaron, I think he's still, he, he should be our starting quarterback. Um, but the one thing that I concern myself with, you know, given the Bakhtiari syndrome and everything, all the other guys that have had ACL injuries, is if he plays out the season or most of the rest of the season, we're one ACL away from taking the hit financially and still having to play love. Um, that's, that's the concern I have because, you know, he doesn't play in the preseason because they're meaningless games. 
Mm-hmm. And once we get to the point where we are eliminated, I'll, I'll still say that once we get, because until we're eliminated, you know, we're not, you know, as, even if it's a 2% chance, I guess. But, but once eliminated, I think that's where Aaron should then go to the sideline because for the better of the team, for himself, for next year, he needs to be healthy. He needs to be here and not rehabbing an ACL injury, which could happen at any time. Um, that's that's my concern. It's it's fifty million dollars down the tube if he can't play next year, and yeah, we'll get the chance to play love, but but the financial burden that will put on the team would just be, you know, because you can't bring anybody else in. Then you didn't make a trade, you didn't do anything else. Um, that's my concern. Is you know, once it's meaningless, then I think he should heal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't disagree completely with that. And I agreed with you because uh, I mentioned it earlier this week that you, the one thing you don't want to do is in, a, in quote, a meaningless game is to get them hurt. On the other hand, can you hear it next year? If they start off relatively so, slow, they say, well, you didn't build a relationship and didn't continue building a relationship with Watson and Romeo Dobbs and company when you had an opportunity to down the stretch. Here. I, I can just hear both sides of it, but I think business wise, you probably make the most sense and, and appreciate the phone call. And that's right. I mean, you you know, again, you want to see Jordan Love in a couple more game situations, which I believe he's going to be, okay? So when you look at the games this coming weekend, uh, you, who are you rooting for? You're rooting for the Packers to win. You're rooting for the Steelers to win and beat the Falcons, right? Um, that Washington Commanders-New York Giants game, is I, you know, obviously you'd like the Commanders have one more loss, so you'd like to see the Giants take a loss, I guess. Um, the Eagles are the Eagles; they're going. Maybe the Seahawks get beat by the Rams. They're playing in L.A. Maybe the Seahawks get beat by the Rams. Uh, the Forty Nine ers most likely going to win their division, so I think it's relatively meaningless what happens in that game against the Dolphins. Uh, you got both the Cardinals and the Panthers are on by, but they're not. They're not there. Then you got the Saints and the Buccaneers. You got to hope the Saints knock off the Buccaneers, and maybe the Colts beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to the postseason. I mean, that's kind of what you're rooting for this weekend. There's a lot of vested interest in some of these games if you're the Packers and you're trying to mathematically stay alive. That's kind of what you're hoping for because that Washington New York game, both of those teams have already beaten the Packers. So in the head-to-head, you're going to lose. So I think you're just hoping for the team with the worst record to get the win, or or I should say to get beat, and therefore the Packers have the ability to maybe overcome. But that's that's kind of what you're looking at this weekend. Look for the Buccaneers to get beat. Uh, maybe the Cowboys to get beat by the Colts just because of principle. The Seahawks to get knocked off by the Rams. The 49ers if they get beat by the Dolphins. Um, I don't think that it doesn't matter with the Vikings and – like I said, then the Falcons have to get beat by the by the Steelers. And you keep your mathematical hopes alive in that sense. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This portion of our program is brought to you by New Mail Medical. Keeping guys uh keeping guys fit. A new new year's coming up. Make it a new you. Give them a call. Say, look, whether it's the E D, low T, all in one weight loss program supplements, more energy, more excitement, more enthusiasm, more mental clarity, whatever it is you need, whatever it is you're looking for, they can help you out. You can't do a damn thing if you don't pick up the phone and call. 414-455-4451. 414 
414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. Just pick up the phone and call. It really does work. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers practicing today, getting ready to face the Chicago Bears Sunday at Soldier Field. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says an MRI on his sore ribs was negative and was asked on the McAfee Show why he should play Sunday or in the final five games of the regular season with a broken thumb. You know, we're not eliminated. We got a chance to run run the last five and and uh, see where we stand after that. So that's the focus for me. Uh, you know, I might miss practice uh, Wednesday. Would not be a full contributor, but that's kind of been standard for the last, I don't know, six, seven weeks. Go to my uh, one of my favorite places to play down in Chicago and hopefully, you know, get a big win, get into the bye week, get healthy, and see where we can get to. Bears quarterback Justin Fields is recovering from a left shoulder injury. His backup, Trevor Simeon, says he suffered an oblique muscle strain Sunday against the Jets, but played anyway. Yeah, just uh, throwing, something wasn't right, flared up on me, and then... Got back in the locker room and figured something wasn't right again, but gave it a go, and yeah, that was that. You get a shot to calm it down? And- uh, no, I don't, I don't think you shoot your ribs, but no, I didn't get a shot, just a medicine. And the Packers made a roster change after just three weeks. They dropped former Raiders safety Jonathan Abram and promoted safety Ennis Gaines to the active roster. Gaines has a rep of being a hard hitter and explained why he got the nickname Thump from his teammates in high school. I need a nickname to go by because people had a hard time saying Ennis. People would say Ennis sometimes, so it was like, you need a nickname. Name, so he was like, we should call you Thump Thump. So it started as Thump Thump, and everybody started changing it from Thump Thump to just single Thump, and it's stuck with it ever since. That's Packers safety Ennis Thump Gaines in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Don't forget this weekend. Hey, if you're looking for a great place to go in Chicago, the Sheridan Grand Chicago Riverwalk, that's where we stay. We've always stayed there. It's a fantastic place. And if you're going to be going to the Packers game, I suggest book your room. They got the holiday stuff going on down there. Just in time for the holidays, as a matter of fact. So much to do in that town. If you can do some shopping, go over to the Christmas Kringle shops, whatever it happens to be. But then you go to the game. Maybe a big group of Packers fans leave together. Then you go to the game, you come back. That's where you're going to find the Green Gold Post Game Show at the Shy Bar right there inside the Sheridan Grand Chicago Riverwalk. Love that place. Love that place. They have a, a good rate going on right now for Packers fans as well. Tell them you heard about it right here on this program even. Who knows? Get a, even a better deal or a worse deal if you tell me you're a Packers fan. Who knows? <laughs> but that's where we're going to be. And hopefully you come by, you say hello. And uh, we're going to have a good time. Hopefully it's a good time. Hopefully it's a Packers win. But uh, a lot of uh, a lot of intrigue going into this game. Will Aaron Rodgers still own you, Chicago, or not? But we're going to be uh, doing the Green and Gold postgame show live from the Sheridan no! Grand Chicago. Yes! From the Sheridan Grand Chicago Riverwalk inside the Shy Bar. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Love that stuff. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. 1670. Uh, by the way, um, there's a, a little bit of breaking news, I guess, might be the best way to put it. Uh, a couple of notable injury updates for the Bucks. Chris Middleton nearing his season debut, potentially as soon as this Friday against the Lakers. Darvin Ham and the Lakers. Not that Darvin Ham's playing, but Darvin Ham, a longtime assistant to Coach Budenholzer. And then the 76ers star James Harden targeting the return 
uh, on Monday for the three-game road trip, likely in Houston. But uh, Chris Middleton, good news. Good news to get Chris Middleton back. Not a bad way to go. Looking forward to that. Get that thing back to full strength, and off we go. Uh, ben, have you heard any uh, rumors and innuendos about Grayson Allen possibly being traded? I have not, though I will say I'm not really in the Bucks rumor mill at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I still I, – I, I am. I mean, I, there's been like – when you watch Bucks games – there's some there's some talk, you know, in some of the you know the Bucks channel. Which, by the way, if you follow the uh, you know all the different uh, distinctions over on TweetDeck, what like I do, you can follow certain words. I follow the Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks, all that kind of stuff. Has anybody else noticed that under the Bucks heading, it is nothing but a constant stream of Chinese porn? I'm, I'm I'm not kidding you. It, it it is they use the term buck and bucks, and I don't know if it's an actor or what, but I mean it is a constant stream of Chinese porn. Bill, I, in that in that hashtag, I'm I, not kidding you. I, I think we're scratching the surface on why you're so often targeted by certain accounts. No, no I, I mean I have TweetDeck, and I obviously you know follow my accounts that are in one level. Do, do you not use TweetDeck? I don't. I okay. I've never been able to get into it. Okay. Well, I do. I use it. So I've got, you know, on one side it's all the people I follow, then the next one is all the notifications that involve myself. Then after that it's Packers, Brewers, Bucks, and Badgers. And then it's my direct messages after that. And in the Bucks column, it it started I guess about a month ago. And I went through and I started blocking accounts, you know, because it's just it's it's just constant. I mean, there you I went through one day and it was like I don't know like 150 accounts just it's just repetitive stuff and I guess they just have the porn bots or whatever and they keep spamming it but it keeps coming through under the term of buck or bucks um so that's the keyword that that the you know tweet deck catches and it puts them in that column oh my god the stream of constant chinese porn is amazing amazing I, it's it's and I can't even begin to tell you how many uh, accounts I've blocked, but it has to be now approaching a thousand. My it it has to be. It's 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 that many. Um, I'm going to refrain from cutting that clip. By the way, no, 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 that's okay. You can throw that in there. We they're not coming to us. It's not like they're coming onto our site. Like every now and then. <laughs> The, the porn bots are, you know, invade the uh, the live stream over on YouTube. Let's be careful no, with the this, language there, you know? Yeah, oh, no, no, it's the porn bots. But, uh, but yeah, it's been this constant stream of Chinese porn and Chinese singles and dating sites and such. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you have it. Uh, by the way, some uh, rumors floating around. Russell Wilson standing in the locker room that... Uh, it looked like uh, apparently his wife, Ciara, threw him a birthday party. And it looked like only about half the locker room showed up. That was it. On a player's day off, why do people have to be so hurtful, it says, coming out of nine sports. But, yeah, apparently nobody really gave two dams about Russell Wilson's birthday. All right, let's do this. Tom Oates going to talk some Badger football when we come back. Oatsy's going to join us. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.